Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Campfire Kind Stories, where I talk about different stories about my what my life experiences. Let's just say um, the last couple episodes talked about you know my experiences with the spiritual world, demons, and all that. Eventually, I'll probably talk about some of the good, the good stuff. But for now. Kind of want to keep it where it's going. Um, so in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the Hawaiian Night Marchers. A little I'll talk a little bit about my experience with them, and then dive deep into what happened after that with my friend Minda. Uh, so before I continue, I am currently in Hawaii. So yeah, as you can tell, Hawaiian Night Marchers. And so I guess I'll begin. So this actually took place around 2014. At the time, um, it was probably like summertime, June, because I was I asked a friend of mine's name Minda to come out and do um astrophotography with me, because I'm actually a photographer too. For whoever's listening that doesn't know that I'm a photographer also. So. One night, I call my friend up, my friend Minda, and we haven't seen each other for a while. And you know, my my grandma just had passed, and I didn't want to stay in the house and stuff. Well, my grandma passed in like twenty thirteen, or twenty twelve. So it, even though it's twenty fourteen, I still had, you know, it took me some time to adjust, like two couple years. But anyway, so yeah, I called Minda up, and I was like. Hey, Minda, what are you doing? Do you want to go come out, shoot some astrophotography with me? Yeah, I kind of forgot that she kind of don't know what it is till I said, oh, yeah, try to get the Milky Way or, you know, the galaxy shots in and, you know, do some fun other stuff with cameras. And then she's like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, cool, I'll, I'll come along. Okay, now, I have to describe you to her because this is gonna be an important part of the story so my friend Minda barely hits she stands about 4'10 barely 5 feet I don't know it's like she's tiny but when I say tiny like 4'10 maybe 100 210 pounds something like that and I'm 5'6 at the time I was 5'6 200 pounds so I was a I'm still a fat dude but even fatter you know (laughs) anyways um so yeah so we both live on the north the northwestern side of the island oh the west side of the island but where we're going to be heading is more towards the northwest which is a beach called yokohama beach and kaena point which kind of point is like the northwestern part of the island so I prick her up because she lives on the way down to that part of the island. And we finally find a spot. It was like maybe 7 o'clock. Sun's still kind of up yet. Perfect. 7, yeah, like 7, 7.30. Sun's still up. So I set it, setting up my things. And the location we were at was called Third Dip. If third, No, Second Dip. I'm sorry. I have Second Dip. Cause it was in the middle so we were at second dip and 
second second dip is like i for me when i scouted the area that's like the best spot because it was not near the fishermen's but then again it wasn't close to the front gate where all the lights were so there's like a lot less light pollution so i'm setting up my camera and she's just helping me out like you know we're talking stories and all that and I think by the time we took our time setting up, so it took me about forty five minutes to dial in my camera and all that. So it was already eight, and it it was pretty dark and stuff. So we were talking and talking, and I think Minda must have been about. So the camera's in front of me, Minda was to the left of me, as I turned to my left to ask Minda for something, this bright white flash comes between us and it was like the craziest brightest light i've ever seen i've never ever experienced something like that ever like to put it into detail she's uh, yeah like i said like two feet in front of me but the light was so bright that she disappeared like all i saw was like a like somebody flashing a led flashlight in your eyes like for a second bam and then maybe not even 30 seconds later, all the fishermen from, okay, so I'm looking at the island. There's one way in, one way out. My back, toward, my back is towards the ocean. I'm facing the mountain where the three golf balls or AKA satellite is, the naval satellites. All the fishermen start flying by. And all, when they started flying by, Minda and I was like, what was that? What the hell was that bright flash? And then we hear this, all the the local the local brothers out there going. Oh, cuz you better go, bro. Get night marches coming. The night marches coming, brother. You better, you guys better get going. And I said, what? And yeah, that so. At first, it took some time to register, and. All of a sudden, we hear, doom. 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 We look to our left, it's like it's bluish blue red flames coming around the corner. And it's weird because it was going through the switchbacks, but the flames were disappearing and then reappearing, then disappearing and reappearing. And then there were flames coming down like the switchbacks on the golf ball part of like the the satellite. And that again here. Doom. Doom. Do, do. And you know the the crazy part is, the stories we hear in Hawaii growing up about n- night marches. And for those of you who don't know who night what the night marches are, they're basically ancestors of the Hawaiians that are here today. If you don't bow down to them, they take your soul. And. Hawaii is a very spiritual place, so we have to respect the aina, respect the culture, you know, respect everything about it, about the island, you know, like, even the mythology, like the amakuas, the gods, like Pele, the shark god, and you just have to respect it, you know, you can't question it. In fact, I highly suggest, like, looking it up studying just to get a better understanding of what the hawaiian culture is i'm i'm born and raised in hawaii but i'm not filipino but i'm hawaiian at heart i people tell me i look hawaiian but 
anyway so back to the night marchers um so i look at mind again and we're still pretty much frozen and all these local brothers flying by in the truck all yelling the same thing oh guys you guys better get going because you know the night marchers is coming brother we're not gonna fuck with them we're gonna leave brother. and next thing you know no trucks passed by everybody left and i'm looking at minda i grabbed my camera gear grabbed my bag luckily i always zip my bag up put my bag on kind of pick her up like come on minda let's go we're getting out of here open my door up throw my camera in the back like kind of gives no fucks because i don't i do not want to deal with night marchers so we're in the car and the story from here and i was going to transition to the demon story um so we get back and there's a mcdonald's like in waianae um it's i i can't give you the exact miles but it took like a took like forever to get there so we're driving out of Yokohama Beach past Ka- and, um the cave Makua cave and she asked me Marcel do you remember that guy I told you about that said that he always knew that he his wife was a little demon well he didn't mean he meant it figuratively until he came to her sh- her shop one day she used to be a manager at Office Max at Stadium Mall shows shows her the picture and it's a picture of his wife with a shadow that looks just like her but with red eyes creepy looking hands coming out of her chest with long fingernails it was like the scariest thing like I, it's still vivid in my mind i remember how it looked like i try to forget it but it's kind of hard not to forget it you know what i mean um so I'm like, yeah, no, I remember the story. And we we decided to go to the wine at McDonald's. We ordered dinner and I think with after all the incidents, it was like 9:45, 10 at night. So I go to sit down. She pulled this paper out of her fo- her bag and she goes, "Dude, flip this over." And keep in mind if you never dealt with this kind of thing before, the number one thing is never touch a photo with a with that kind of stuff in it cuz it will follow you home. So I grabbed the I grabbed a piece of paper like this, flip it over. Sorry, that's my soy sauce packet I'm trying to create sound effects over here. So yeah, I flip it over. I'm like, "Fuck! I didn't want to touch it. Why'd you make me touch it?" And keep him like for me at the time, something didn't feel right, but I just ignored it. Like, I don't know, like normally I don't just when I know something's up, I normally follow through with my instincts, but this time I did not, and I so screwed myself over. But at the same time, Minda didn't look like herself too for a bit. And I think it was that thing in the picture that kind of made her, made her tell me to touch it, you know. And so I'm, I'm like kind of furious, but at the same time hungry. So I'm eating my McDonald's. By the time I dropped her off at home, it was like eleven thirty. I got home about twelve, about twelve o'clock. I took my time going home. So I get home. I lay down. By the time I fall asleep, it's like twelve forty-five, one in the morning. So tired. 
then like three in the morning I remember feeling really hot in my house like it was weird like my house gets hot but not like afternoon like 2 p.m. hot and I opened my eyes up flames all around my house then I feel my hands like you know like how when you're when you put your hands up holding your hands above your head and clasping your hands so my hands was like that but I felt like I felt tightness like something around my wrist and I looked up like and I looked up it was like that thing that was in the picture was grabbing a hold of my hand and I could feel it like the pressure on my hand and I don't know I at the time too I couldn't talk I couldn't yell for help and my eyes was open I knew my eyes was open too and I kind of got dragged across my bed my, my, the couch I was sleeping on because summer times I, I like to sleep on my in my living room so I get dragged about around um like oh, I got dragged on my couch sorry get dragged on my couch and I'm thinking fuck so the first thing I looked at they ain't gonna fucking take me but I said with more cadence you know you ain't gonna fucking take me I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You will not take me. And I said the Lord's Prayer, and the grip got tighter. And all the time, I didn't panic. I just, I got more angry myself. Like, and I'm telling, and I'm saying this in my head because I couldn't talk. For some reason, I wasn't vocal, so I was just saying it in my thoughts and stuff. And then it got tight, and I said, you know, I have, I have um, God in my heart. I believe in God. I have Jesus above me, Virgin Mary watching over me. And, you know, I just told him all that. And then again, I said, you know, I believe in God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Then I said the Lord's Prayer, but with more conviction. There was more cadence in my thoughts. Like I just imagined myself being able to talk and project my my love for God and how he will not that this entity will not take me yeah and so it started it loosened its grip up and I said Hel I said like five Hail Marys and then our father again then all of a sudden everything just went whoosh like disappear like in the movies like whoosh and I called my friend up my friend Minda and thankfully she was up it was like 3 30 in the morning and she tells me Dude, I cannot sleep. I said, hey, you know that picture? You got to burn that picture right now. Burn it. Get rid of it. I don't care. But you got to burn it. Don't throw it in the trash or go back to your house. Burn it. So she goes to the beach. It's called Pokai Bay. She goes to the rocks. But again, there was a hay out there. So I don't know how that even kind of, if it had anything to do with why it couldn't be burned. I'm not sure. But she she told me she ended up moving. If you look, search up Pokai Bay, there's this long, like a water, like a wall with rocks to, to help keep the bay area with, safe for kids so there's not that much current and stuff. So she goes there, I think, and I was on the phone with her and she's freaking out. She said, I can't burn the picture. The photo's not lighting. And she went through like a lighter, she went through matches, just, it was just crazy, like it would not land, there was no wind. 
the paper would just would not light. So I think she started like a, a slightly bigger fire. Like she grabbed sticks and stuff, lit it, tried to throw the paper into the fire. The paper didn't burn. Then she made a bigger fire. And you know what's crazy? When she finally burned that photo, there was a, the picture of that person didn't, the, not the lady, but the person that was, the, the entity that was taking over the, the guy's wife. It kind of like left an indentation of that thing on the paper, like the hands, the face and everything. And the number is 666 on it, but everything else burned. And then I told her, you got to try harder to burn it. So she made a bigger fire and then eventually it burned. And she freaked out. And if I remember, and I remember that she was asking me, how'd you know about that stuff? I go, oh, trust me. I just kind of had a feeling, but I didn't want to tell her because I knew she had to work the next day. So I didn't want to tell her what happened about and half an hour prior, you know, so I waited till like that evening and I said, hey, Minda, you know, the reason why I told you about it is because I got attacked in my dreams and I actually woke up from it. And in total, like, Minda freak out. She's like, what? Oh shit, I wonder if that's why I had a hard time sleeping too. And I said, yeah, but I guess apparently I'm more affected by it. And, you know, and, and then I haven't talked to Minda in years. So I'm pretty sure it still freaks her out. Like the last time I talked to her was at her mom's funeral. We talked about all the funny times and stuff. But the subject always comes up about that picture. So, you know, and then, well, after all that stuff was done, in my earlier podcast, I talked about how the Filipino Babylons or the shamans, they would, to scare, to, to protect their house, they would put three cups of white rice and three cups of salt, put it in a Ziploc bag, and just say, say the Lord's Prayer and, you know, just say, please protect my family and this house from any spirits or whatever that may harm us. So we go around and just throw this rice and salt. And, you know, from that day on, it felt like nothing ever happened. Like, there's no way, there's no... But, it, there, you know, I did have anxieties for a bit, too. Like, it was like PTSD. Um, I'd say, out of all my experience with this this things the things that's happened in my life with like seeing spirits and you know whatnot i would have to say this has to be one of the most scariest things i've ever ex encountered only because i got dragged across my couch the fact that i seen hell the fact that that entity tried to pull me it was just dang it 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 went to a whole new level. Like I, I never told many of my friends this, in fear of like them thinking I'm weird. But, you know, this kind of shit scares me. But I learned to embrace it, and I learned how to fight it. So, it's like you know, if it ever happens, it happens. I know how to deal with it. 
and you know I hope through my experiences if for some reason you kind of have what I went through doesn't matter if you're if if you're Catholic Christian Buddhist I don't know uh, Jew whatever I don't know if you have that one spiritual being that you know can protect you you have to call upon it to protect you you know except I don't know if you're atheist and that's a little different story but you know get you know don't be afraid to stand up and I guess that's that's like the main thing you know your belief I don't go to church but I do believe in God I do pray when you know I pray for forgiveness I pray for strength and and other things but yeah so again remember I hope you enjoyed this story again disclaimer if you if you believe in this what the stories I'm telling you that's fine if not please don't come at me saying oh you know there's a science behind this and that because fuck science science can't explain everything I already know that firsthand, so don't you know don't complain to me about it I'm not even gonna explain it if you think you're gonna try I'm sorry I'm not gonna hear any of it because I've been through enough of this shit already but anyways um I'm about to go stay tuned for my next episode and I hope you're all having a happy thirsty Thursday it's kind of late because some issues came up but you know have a nice day and stay tuned for the next one and please subscribe on spotify the campfire kind stories